Voice of St. Louis original podcast. Welcome into the St. Louis all-local podcast from the KMOX newsroom. We've got a lot to get to, so let's get into it. Today is Monday, September 18th. I'm Michael Calhoun. Our top local story, U.S. Steel decides to idle a major line at its Granite City Works plant. You know, it has to raise your eyebrows. U.S. Steel promises this idling is temporary. They're not turning the blast furnace off completely, which would have long-term impacts should the company decide to restart production. Granite City Mayor Mike Parkinson tells KMOX. It would basically be like turning your furnace down in your house while you're on vacation, and then you could turn it back up as soon as production came back up. Congresswoman Nikki Budzinski notes that workers found out today about this move as well. She wants to strengthen the law, which requires companies to give advance notice of layoffs to those affected. Wentzville's near 4,000 United Auto Workers who work at the General Motors plant are on strike, but how is that impacting the community at large? According to local 2250 president Katie Deathridge, vendors are also negatively impacted by the strike. A lot of the vendors here in the area are also UAW. Uh, so they, uh, they obviously, you know, they support us and what we're fighting for because uh, they're, they'll be negotiating their contracts along the way. Deathridge says the reason why Wentzville was chosen as one of the first to strike is because the plant also makes components beyond just trucks and vans. Traffic violence is the target of newly announced legislation to bring red light cameras back to St. Louis City intersections. Alderman Shane Cohn thinks the technology is a cost-effective way to reduce traffic violence. Infrastructure only goes so far and there's only so many resources for it, you know, whereas we, you know, need to start addressing our enforcement policies as well and this is certainly one approach that we're, we've been evaluating for many months now. The money raised from traffic camera fines will not go to general revenue, but would instead go towards infrastructure, driver education, and to pay for the cameras themselves. Major disappointment for riders at the rescheduled Moonlight Ramble this weekend. Ninth Ward Alderman Michael Browning calls it heartbreaking and frustrating. People were moving barriers put in place to protect the riders of the Moonlight Ramble and then driving their vehicles onto the course. I don't know what else you call behavior like that. It places convenience over someone else's safety. That's selfish. Browning says in general, St. Louis has not done enough to address reckless driving, and he thinks many people feel unsafe while walking or biking in the city. That said, he agrees this kind of behavior is on the rise across the country. Heads up about upcoming construction. IDOT has scheduled some pavement inspection and will have the right lane closed both directions on Highway 64 from west of 157 to west of Greenmount this Wednesday and Thursday. However, they will not have the right lane closed westbound from 6 to 9 a.m. or on the eastbound side from 3 to 6 p.m. to better facilitate traffic through the area during the morning and evening rush hours. Roger Brand, KMOX News. A KMOX follow-up. City Justice Center Commissioner Jennifer Clemens Abdullah's job remains under the microscope as calls for her to resign grow. Last month, following the second death in two weeks at the City Justice Center, Aldermanic President Megan Green called for an immediate change in leadership at the CJC, but did not specify who. When asked on Monday if she stands by that statement, she did and wouldn't rule out that change involving the commissioner. We are still in a, a place of having some very critical conversations with uh, all of our stakeholders, but I, I do think that we would benefit by perhaps bringing in some folks that have some uh, experience in municipal jail turnaround. As the commissioner or another position? Um, I think that's yet to be determined. Alderman Rasheen Aldridge plans to introduce legislation aimed at increasing oversight of the CJC. Sean Malone, KMOX News. Cash bail officially ended today in Illinois. I think I've used the words revolutionary and consequential. Judge Andrew Gleason of St. Clair County. It's an attempt to uh, equalize and, and make the pretrial 
uh, aspects of the criminal justice system more fair. Anybody currently in jail without the cash for bail will have a right to a pretrial hearing in the first 60 to 90 days. A St. Peter's woman is the latest to be sentenced for pandemic fraud. 38-year-old Trashonda Harrison pleaded guilty in federal court to wire and bank fraud charges after submitting nine fraudulent applications, including fake tax forms, to get paycheck protection loans. Harrison admitted to using the proceeds for shopping, dining, and rent. She'll have to pay back $204,000 and spend eight months in prison. The KMOX business desk might be time to look for that holiday job. Tis the season for seasonal job searchers to start planning. Macy's has announced they're on track to hire about 38,000 full and part-time holiday season workers to staff their Macy's, Bloomingdale's, and Blue Mercury stores. About the same number as last year. They promise an online application should only take about five minutes, and applicants should hear back within 48 hours. The first of two in-person Macy's holiday hiring events is this Thursday. I'm Scott Carr, Bloomberg Radio. As the news continues on KMOX, U.S. Steel expects demand for sheet metal to go down because of striking auto workers. That's the reason it's giving for a decision to temporarily idle a major part of the Granite City works. Let's get the latest read on the situation with Granite City Mayor Mike Parkinson. Well, I, I, I know that the uh, U.S. Steel has announced that they're shutting down the bee furnace um, and, and they're they're saying that it's in relation to the the strike by the United United uh, Auto Workers, um, you know that it's going to slow down uh, the need for for steel um, because of of the lack of production from the auto workers. Um, you know I, I I'm skeptical uh, to say the least. I think that the timing of this is is certainly um, certainly questionable. Uh, you know they were wanting to shut down this this furnace anyway. Um, to shift that production down south and and sell that portion of the plant to Suncoke, um, they've been in talks with with another steel producer, um, you know, in 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 the country to to sell that plant, um, and they're utilizing this as a quick quick method to to you know shut that furnace down and then affect probably thirteen hundred people in layoffs immediately. So this is the furnace that's um, up for question in the Suncoke deal. Yes. Yes, it's um, you know it's it's the blast furnace, the B blast furnace. Um, it wouldn't completely idle it. In the conversations I had with with U.S. Steel today, they would uh, basically turn it down um, and not completely idle it because that creates all kinds of new problems. It would um, you know it would basically be like turning your furnace down in your house while you're on vacation, and then you could turn it back up as soon as production came back up. But again, you know, I mean, this is you have to look at this and say, uh, you know, the timing of it certainly is 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 questionable. Um, you know, as far as I know, um, the information I'm getting is they haven't even had any conversations with the United Auto Workers or, um, you know, the, the corporate to, to see what impact it may have on them. So uh, where are they getting these numbers from? And, you know, how do they know that it's going to be a long-term strike? And um, it sounds like just a rash decision on something that they wanted to do originally. Um, and certainly, you know, that's going to affect a lot of families an immediate layoff with no notification. Um, you know, it has to raise your eyebrows. And then if you, you look at what they're essentially doing is pitting one union against another, you know, labor against labor, that, that you know, the United Auto Workers being out on strike are affecting 1,300 workers in Granite City because they're striking. Um, you know, that's not lost on me either. And, and um, it, it really sends the wrong message. So when you say um, it could be slowed but not completely shut down, does that mean 
uh, fewer shifts or fewer people per shift? Or no, the... no, it, it, it would be a shutdown of it. What I mean is they're not going to completely turn that furnace off. If they, turn it, if they turn it off, it poses a lot more problems to try to restart that furnace. Um, they're basically just going to idle it, but not completely shut it down. But um, no, there wouldn't be any production. Okay. How do you put into context uh, the huge role that uh, Granite City Steel has as an anchor uh, in the Granite City community. We talk about, we've heard with the UAW strike, for instance, uh, not just suppliers, uh, not just, you know, the entertainment that the, the workers have, but, you know, the ripple effects that this can have in the community. Well, you know, Michael, I've been, I've been very, very outspoken on this, and, and this isn't just a Granite City problem. This is a regional problem. You know, these are, these are skilled workers. They're, they're union workers, and they, they have a good, fair uh, contract right now. And, and, you know, these folks live all over the metro. Um, they don't just live in Granite City. So this, this is a ripple effect throughout the whole region, and, and especially Madison County. Um, you know, some of these people live in Troy and, and O'Fallon and Edwardsville and Glen Carbon, and, and it's not just going to affect Granite City. These are, these are people that have home mortgages in those communities. These are people that go out to eat in those communities as well as Granite. You know, it, it'll definitely have an effect on, on you know, some secondary businesses and, and you know, a shutdown of steel uh, manufacturing. You have to think about this in the region as well. It'll have a, a rippling effect on the trucking industry. It'll have a rippling effect on the, the railroad um, you know, we're the crossroads of America and, and everything runs through here. If you, if you call, you know, the rail industries, they're going to tell you that if this steel industry shuts down in Granite City, it will have a devastating effect on their business as well. And, you know, the jobs that are lost from that, um, you know, will be expansive. And it's, it's, it, this is something we all need to pay attention to and really, um, take a look at it. Is this, is this really, um, is this really necessary, or is this another case of, of you know, corporate greed? Um, you know, this is, this is not a good move for America. It's just not good. I'm Michael Calhoun. Thank you for tuning in. You can subscribe, stay up to date, search for St. Louis All Local on your favorite app.